0: Hi, I'm Jonathan, and I'm Jeremy, and welcome to Inside Quotes, the show where my brother and I discuss our favorite childhood movies.
1: This is going to be fun. We can stay up late, swapping manly stories, and in the morning, I'm making
0: waffles. Since we were kids, we've been obsessed with movies and have found ourselves always speaking to each other in movie quotes, to the point that we formed many inside jokes, or as we like to call them, Inside Inside Quotes. Quotes.
2: That was bloody brilliant.
0: Each episode, my brother and
3: I will be taking turns picking a movie to rewatch, review, and relive the magic of our childhood.
0: Mm. I know some of these words. We hope you'll join us for the ride, and maybe we'll make a few inside quotes of our own. Enjoy the show!
1: And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation.
0: everyone and welcome back to episode 11 of Inside Quotes. I'm Jonathan and as always, I'm here with my brother Jeremy to watch another classic movie. What's up guys? Before we begin, I just wanted to ask you a quick question. What's that? I don't mean to pry, but by chance you have six fingers on your left hand. Do you always begin podcasts this way? My apologies, it's just that my father was killed by a six-fingered man. We shared the same exact dad. What are you talking about? I talked to him earlier.
3: Oh, well, I guess this is a bit awkward now. Why don't you just go ahead and introduce our
0: guest in the movie? Oh, spoiler alert, we got a guest this week. So this week we're covering the 1987 film, The Princess Bride. And here to talk about it is one of our childhood friends, Paul Smith. How we doing, Paul? guys? We're doing just dandy. <laughs> Feeling mighty fine, as the eels would say. That's the wrong that's the wrong movie, but Complete wrong movie. <laughs> but there is eels in this movie. Can we go an episode
3: without quoting other movies before we start quoting the movie we're talking about? Can
0: we go an episode without <laughs> quoting the movie holes? No. <laughs> not one. So so Paul, have you ever been on a podcast before? I have not. This is the first one. It's the first one. Awesome. Have you listened to a podcast before? All the time. That's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, uh, we've known each other for a long time I think we were like five or six when we met Yeah, I was five we Used yeah. to go to church together All 1997 And, uh, and then we went to school together five. And then our moms worked at the school together So we went to school together and we were in aftercare All afternoon together
1: mm-hmm.
0: And we hung out on the weekends So, yeah, hood rat office kids at FCA yeah. Turned into a bunch of ne'er do wells. Yes. Just headed straight to the
3: teacher's lounge right after school to get (laughs) hot cocoa and leftover Papa John's pizza. Leftover coffee.
2: (laughs) Yeah. For yours. Ooh.
3: (laughs) Hey, you guys remember back when, I don't know, I guess y'all were in like sixth grade and I was in first. Mm -hmm. And, well, I guess Paul's a year year, or below y'all, but um, do you guys remember? When I just wanted to hang out with you guys, and you were like, okay, you could do this if we make you a random concoction of something in the teacher's lounge,
1: <laughs> and you have
3: to drink it, and we'll give you a dollar.
1: And I was like, okay,
3: deal. So, y'all go and get like a bunch of the old, like salad dressings and mustards, and,
0: like, Papa John's no-co. garlic sauce.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just mix it in a cup and. You guys made me drink it, and I just wanted to hang out with you guys, so I did, and it was disgusting,
2: <laughs> and I threw up. Well, what else is yeah, new I with baby Jeremy throwing <laughs> up? That's true. I don't know that we've ever discussed this on
0: the podcast, but Jeremy, growing up, was like the king of barfing. Uh, barf king. had a very very sensitive stomach on every road trip. That we yeah. pretty much had to pull over at some point.
3: <laughs> yep. My parents wanted to make a map. <laughs> up thrown up.
0: Uh, yeah, he's never going to let you forget that story, is he? Like, you he always brings that up. <laughs> Apparently, he, you y'all still didn't even pay dollars. me,
3: he just left. <laughs> <laughs> a dollar is a lot of money when you're in
0: first grade, tell you what. It's true. So, uh, this week we're covering The Princess Bride, and this came out in 1987. I'm pretty sure this is the oldest movie we've covered so far. I think we've stuck to, like, 90s and uh early 2000s and it's not that we haven't watched 80s movies or older movies i'm sure we'll cover more but i was just we'll get to those i just noticed that this was kind of the oldest thing we've covered so far but this was your pick this week jeremy so do you want to tell the listeners at home all uh three and a half of them uh why you (laughs) picked this one i don't know i
3: this is just one of those movies that we ended up just watching just me and some friends up here and I hadn't seen it in a long time and I just like, as soon as I saw it, there's just so much I wanted to say about it. I forgot how much this movie means to us all. And I was like, yeah, we need to cover this for sure.
0: Yeah. Anytime I think of this movie, I think of it as like one of the most quotable movies of all time. Like I just think of, you know, there's a list of movies. You've got like Napoleon dynamite. You've got like anchorman with Will Ferrell. (laughs) And then you got the princess bride. I just think of the fact of how quotable it is. And it's just got so many like standout quotes. Which is why we are covering it because this show is called Inside Quotes. Exactly. It's right up our alley. (laughs) Uh, I'll throw it to you, Paul, though. Uh, What is your experience with this movie? Do you remember the first time you saw it?
2: Uh, Yeah. Having older siblings, I got to watch a lot of the older older movies, the 80s classics. And... uh, uh, I think I think in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s, there was this uh, this really cool uh, original kind of movement. So you have all these cult classics in the 80s and 90s, and uh, it's, it's just like first ballot cult classic. It's mm-hmm. got all the great one liners, all the great, um, you know, ridiculous uh banter between characters. It's 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 one of the better films to watch, especially with like, you know, parents and kids, and it's it's an easy one to watch. Sure. Yeah.
3: We were definitely talking about the originality of the nineties last week when we covered Leave to Beaver, because mm-hmm. we didn't realize how much unoriginal ideas that they threw out there. Cause like they had so many remakes from the nineties, like the Flintstones uh, leave it to yeah. Beaver, Flipper, Little Rascals,
2: Casper. But definitely the eighties win. Yeah, the, this last decade has been pretty, pretty much a disappointment, almost from start to finish. Spare yeah. a few, <laughs> a few nuggets because there's just it's just nothing but rehashes, remakes. I mean,
3: are you talking about movies in general or just kids' movies?
2: I mean, they rehashed, you know, uh, Knight Rider, MacGyver, uh, the Eighteen. Uh, yeah. i mean they've rehashed everything hawaii five-o yeah magnum pi oh, shows, yeah, TV shows yeah. yeah but uh you know but like the whole like disney gimmick of taking all the cartoons and oh, making yeah. cgi remakes is pretty yeah uh, that's pretty much a sin
0: and i think i think charges <laughs> should be brought on disney for that morally reprehensible wow <laughs> uh i'm definitely not a fan of those i don't I don't know where you stand. I think you like some of them, right, Jeremy? I like some of them. I don't like the ones where it's just all CGI.
3: Well, but yeah. If there's people in yeah. Like, the Aladdin one was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And Beauty and the Beast was pretty good, minus her auto-tune.
2: <laughs> but, like, The Lion King? You're going to watch a more realistic right. cartoon of a cartoon? Because that's pretty I bad. I didn't like it. I just... I didn't I, like it. I never saw it. They had Beyonce
3: in it and Childish Gambino. And when you have... That's kind of star power. You don't even think of the Lion King. You just think of, oh, Beyonce singing. Cool. (laughs) Mm
1: -mm -mm.
0: Hmm. Well, I, I know that I heard about this movie through your family, Paul, Mm -hmm. because we never this is not a movie that we had growing up. We didn't have this on VHS or anything. I don't I don't even think I had a copy of this on DVD until the past year or so when I finally picked it up. But I remember my brother going over to your house, our brother Justin, because he used to hang out with your brother Adam. Mm -hmm. I remember he stayed over and he came back one time quoting the Inigo (laughs) Montoya line over and over again and talking about this movie, The Princess Bride. I remember that too. (laughs) And he just kept repeating that line. I'm sure if you bring up the movie to him again, that's all he's going to, he's just going to immediately go into that. My name is Inigo Montoya. <laughs> call up, you should call him right now. Prepare to die. And Stop I remember you that. had you used to have a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you still have it, but you had a black T-shirt, and it had one of those stickers on there that you wear when you go to some like group event where you write your name on it so people know who you are. And it said the hello, my name is, and in Sharpie is written Inigo Montoya. <laughs> yeah, um, oh, I
3: thought it was pronounced Inigo. Inigo. <laughs> Well, the
0: grandpa said it. Yeah. <laughs> he read it, so. Yes, yes, you're very smart. Now shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing, uh so yeah, I remember I, hearing about this movie, The Princess Bride, and I'm like, what is this? And I kept getting it confused with the movie, The Princess Diaries. <laughs> That's what I thought it was. As a, as a young boy, I just was not going to be interested in seeing a movie called The Princess Bride, okay? Mm-hmm. That's just how it is. I think it fools a lot of people until you actually sit down and watch it so when i did i just thought it was hysterical (laughs) i feel like my reaction was kind of similar to fred savage's in the movie as he's like going through the movie and like at first he's like oh i'm not so sure about this and then like he's like you want me to stop reading he's like no you could read a little more if you want and you know (laughs) (laughs) and then he starts to get into it you know and fully he's fully invested you know halfway through the movie you know for the rest of it but yeah, I knew, I knew this was a, uh, a Smith family classic, mm-hmm. and uh, I know you guys we've watched it together and quoted it. And uh, recently, we were talking about the podcast, and you're like, "Oh, I got to be on sometime." So Jeremy suggested this one, and I was like, "Perfect, we'll get ball." <laughs>
2: yeah, between this movie and the
0: and the original Star Wars trilogy, I'm I'm your I'm man. The- <laughs> mm. And let's not forget, let's going over to your house and watching your uh, copy of Spaceballs that was recorded. Off oh TV. Yeah. Yeah. we probably watched that dozens of times. Oh, I know it's it's got the magnetic burns in it. <laughs> to this day, I'm still surprised how much language is in Spaceballs when I watch the real version. Oh, I know we uh, we had the we had the edited the version. TV
2: edit. Yeah, Man. yeah. There's a couple of scenes that are that are cut out with
0: Charlene and Marlene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh do you Jeremy, do you remember the first time you watched this movie? I
3: don't really I do remember Justin being there with me though I do remember watching oh, really? it with Justin.
0: I couldn't remember for sure. I had a feeling this was a library checkout that we got one day, really. I feel like at some point like we finally gave it a chance and we uh we checked it out from like the public library and watched it but that just may have been like a re- repeat viewing. I don't actually remember the I, first time I saw this. I remember watching it
3: uh, when it came on TV one day, mm-hmm. and Justin was home, and he was like, "Oh, we're watching this." I, was like, <laughs> I don't know what this is. And I just, I do remember the first time I watched it, watching that eel scene, scaring the living daylights out of me. Oh man! <laughs> and then watching it again, I was laughing at it. <laughs> it's just like a slimy puppet. It looks so fake. Everything in this movie looks so fake, and that's yeah. the perfect charm.
0: That's mm-hmm. good. It. This is a good. This is a good comfort movie. It's a good like. It's a Saturday afternoon. Nothing's going on. Comes on TV. Yeah, you're like, yeah, I'll watch this. You know. <laughs> Likewise, I'm sure it's really good for anyone that's like stuck at home sick, like Fred Savage. You I don't know. actually know what the kid's name was. I'm just gonna call him Fred Savage. By the way, he now. didn't
3: even he didn't even seem sick. He he could have just been like playing hooky.
2: He just he just wanted to play uh what what was that what was even that gaming console?
0: Oh I don't was know. That, that baseball game that it opens up. It's probably Atari, but I don't know. Yeah,
2: that's all I wanted. <laughs> he had
0: like do. a joystick on the yeah, bed. It had to have been an Atari. Also I saw on his nightstand <clears throat> there was like a uh Empire Strikes Back like Burger King glass. <laughs> oh, <that laughs> was nice. <a> little- nice. <laughs> was uh, it it was
3: not no Jar Jar Binks? Uh, lollipop, lollipop up the... tongue.
2: No, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> or, or the, the stuff out. of nightmares.
3: <laughs> um, I have, I actually have a fan theory. Okay, go for it. I just came up with just now. Did you notice that? Um, he was wearing uh, a Chicago, a Chicago Bears shirt
0: or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot.
3: So Fred Savage is from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Let's just assume that. Okay.
1: Okay.
3: He's faking being sick so he doesn't have to go to school. All right. What other movie from the 80s is a kid faking being sick so he doesn't have to go to school from Chicago? Ferris Bueller. Basically, this is a prequel to Ferris Bueller.
1: Okay. (laughs) Same cinematic
3: universe. (laughs) (laughs) Listener, I'm sorry for blowing your mind, but...
0: Pick up the pieces. Let's hold hard facts. (laughs) But we did see the mom, and the mom was different, so... That's true. Yes. Maybe, Fan theory destroyed. Maybe but you don't know that Ferris Bueller wasn't adopted. Yeah, I don't know. And Damn. and the mom in Ferris Bueller, we don't know that she physically gave birth to Ferris Bueller. Maybe maybe she's a stepmom. That is true. So retconned that one. Boom. Ha. I mean Checkmate Atheists.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um I did have one other uh, memory about this movie and it was, I remember in high school, um, in my AP history class, this was when I was going to Brooks. It was before I transferred over to Blake with you. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, I was in the AP history class with shout out to Caleb Keenan. And, uh, <laughs> somehow in this mo- in the class, this movie came up and there was one, one girl in the class that kept, kept bringing up this movie And the teacher was like, I've never seen this movie. And she was just like, what? (laughs) And so she just like kept pestering the teacher, like asking if we could watch it. And so eventually he like gave in and was like, "Okay, if we get everything done at the end of the year, uh, we'll watch this movie. (laughs) So at the end of like the semester or whatever, we finally, uh, yeah, we watched this movie as a class just because the teacher had never seen it. And at the end of it, he was just like. Yeah, that was pretty funny. I'll admit it. (laughs) But that was basically it. And then uh, I switched schools, and then I took the AP exam and did not pass and did not get college credit. (laughs) It's probably because we watched Princess Bride in class instead of talking about American history. (laughs) Let's be honest. Were you ever going to pass that test? No, no one passes AP tests. (laughs) I got a one. I'm pretty sure that's what I got. Maybe a two at best. Inconceivable. Did you guys know this movie was based on a book? I I knew that
3: because um what was the grandpa holding if it wasn't? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Got him. Got him. Uh I didn't know that it was actually based on a book, and I was curious how much of the it's actual book based, right? what? It's loosely based on a book, right? See, I don't know. I haven't like a really long book. I've never read it. I, I, I was curious how much of the humor in the movie is like portrayed in the book, or if that's just something they added and they just used the, the storytelling device of the kid being sick and his grandpa reading him the story as kind of the way of framing it. Yeah. I don't, I don't actually know it, but they did get the, the writer of the book actually wrote the screenplay. So I assume it's like pretty close, but who knows? I don't, I don't ever plan on reading the book. I'm fine with the movie. (laughs) Books it. are done. <laughs> <laughs> Audiobook Man. or bust. One thing I liked about the very beginning scene is when she's like, Oh, your grandpa's here. And he like makes this Kramer entrance to oh, yeah. like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like opens it up and slides in. It's like, hey, hey, kiddo. It's like, hey yeah kiddo. Hey <laughs> kiddo.
3: Twirls his fedora around. <laughs> yeah.
0: I was like, he seems like a fun grandpa. <laughs> I was about to say I always wish my grandpa was like that. <laughs> But yeah, he's homesick, so he's going to read him a bedtime story or whatever. It starts out and I'm thinking exactly what the kid is thinking like, oh great, this is a love story. Oh, is this a kissing story, you know? <laughs> and uh I I was wondering <clears throat> going going back to like quoting holes in this movie, I'm I'm wondering how much like this scene of like the <laughs> where he's like where he's like as you wish inspired the scene in Holes and then Hill is all like this is like, I can fix that. <laughs> yeah. I can fix that.
2: As long as I can have some of your peaches.
0: We <laughs> <laughs> me your finest peaches. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some of them peaches. I feel like i definitely <laughs> seen.
3: Ancient timing, said.
0: Oh <laughs> <laughs> I definitely, from the beginning, the first time I watched this, the whole sequence, though, of her getting kidnapped and is with the three guys. Uh what's Fezic, Inigo, uh what's just, the other guy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those three are just like that that whole sequence there, it just makes the movie for me. Oh, it's for, the best. From when they when they <laughs> when they kidnap her, they get on the boat.
3: The first thirty minutes of this movie is the best movie. If you only have yeah. thirty minutes to watch a movie, I, yeah, pick this one because you can watch the first thirty <laughs> and then turn it off. No, and be fine. so good! I
0: feel like my attention definitely wanes after they get like past that whole sequence and like out of the forest mm-hmm. with the rodents of, of unusual size. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's kind of where my attention starts to wane a little bit. But, I do
2: like the Billy Crystal bit. But oh, yeah.
0: There's there's still Magic like. Magic Mike. <laughs> I, I forgot Mike Wazowski was. Basically.
2: Isn't that what, isn't that what, what they call him? Miracle Max. Oh, <laughs> Miracle Max. <laughs>
3: Magic Mike. Magic Mike Wazowski.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: He's getting some, some movies mixed up. Did you
3: watch them. the wrong movie, Paul?
0: <laughs> oh, I'm with it. I'm with it. All his notes here are talking about Channing Tatum. <laughs> yeah. He is from, <laughs> from my neck of the woods. Uh,. He grew up in Tampa. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that whole that whole sequence where he the uh, Dread Pirate Roberts is is chasing him, and then they climb up the cliffs of insanity. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they get into the duel up top. Uh, Fezzik is gonna like fight him, man, <laughs> throw a rock at him, and then fight him, you know, hand to hand. I'm gonna be honest with you. I I was today years old when
3: I learned their names, <laughs> and I still don't know. I'm looking at them right now. You can't, you don't know Not, Inigo
0: Montoya's name at the end of this?
3: Oh, I know his. I know his, obviously. But I don't know the others. Vizini and Fezzik? yes. His name is Andre the
0: Giant yes. and Rex. Yes. <laughs> Rex from Toy Story. Yeah. Do you want to go back to where you were? Unemployed in Greenland?
2: <laughs> yeah. Greenland? You're supposed to be this Colossus, and yet he gains. <laughs> I started pa! out. He's
0: in Incredibles. As yes. Well. He always plays a short guy. Yeah. <laughs> Even in animation. His voice is so distinct. So you just recognize him from anything yeah. you see him in. And actually, this is one of the first times I feel like when I rewatched it, I noticed there was a plot to the movie sort of <laughs> like Prince Humperdinck had hired him to like start a war between the two countries or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh, I didn't even know that was a lamb. Lamb. Can we just admire that for a second? Prince Humperdinck. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, as I was rewatching this, I just started writing down all the quotes and then I just gave up. I was just like, there's, yeah, there's, no, there's so just, many. This is too much to type here. <laughs> just copy and paste the entire script from <laughs> yeah. the first act of this movie. Hypothetical
1: landmass. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: it's just so great. I that whole sequence like you said like if you just watch the first thirty to forty-five minutes, like you're good. Yeah, that whole
2: boat <laughs> sequence with all the rhyming and oh yeah, and, and Vizini just freaking <laughs> out the
0: whole time, just spazzing out. It's amazing. You're incredible. I don't know the exact quote. It's like your gift for rhyming is incredible. <laughs> yeah. It's like the so guys quit rhyming. I mean it. I want a peanut?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, actually reminds me. This uh, episode is sponsored by Planters. Well, a, a peanut. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Andre the Giant, the official spokesman of Planters. Yeah. Rest in peace. Can't even fit <laughs> his hand in the jar. <laughs> Man, we were watching like a, a reaction video to, uh, to this right before the podcast. <laughs> we were laughing at the part where he was, <laughs> he's talking about. Princess Princess Buttercup getting uh kidnapped. And it's like, oh man, she just got kidnapped by Shrek and his friends. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to give credit to Billy Binges on YouTube because that was hilarious. Billy Binges. You are welcome to be on our podcast anytime, dude. <laughs> and I was actually thinking before I even watched that, I was like, some of these like scenes are kind of like bizarre and it's like a twist on like the fairy tale tropes that mm-hmm. I was like, I was actually thinking like some of these scenes could be in a Shrek movie. Yeah. Oh, it was probably <laughs> heavily, heavily an influence. I would imagine. It's just like this irreverent take on like a a fairy tale, you know,
3: mm. I don't know story.
0: Shrek already makes fun
3: of fairy tales, so yeah. what if Shrek Five they just have some princess bride tropes? I mean, the
0: whole
2: the whole thing about Shrek is true love. I mean, that's the whole thing, right? Yeah. yeah true I mean, kiss of love's true kiss, what is, right? What's true love? What is that, dude? What is that?
3: Oh no. Oh, you mean true oh, oh,
2: love? Oh, this blessed
0: arrangement. <laughs> <Mow>. <laughs> love, true love. I feel like that's the most annoying quote of this movie for me. Like, it is. It, everyone says this, and like, there's so many memes on Facebook or whatever. And yeah. it's like, oh no, you know,
3: just like random
0: typography. Yeah, there's so
2: many better quotes in the movie. <laughs> it's good, but it's like, just like, like one of my favorites is what I would give for a Holocaust cloak. And then he just pulls out a Holocaust cloak. <laughs> and
0: right, Where did you get that? And, and right before that when he's like, he's like, what, what do we have? And he's like, if we had a wheelbarrow, we'd have something. Like, he's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, we have a wheelbarrow. And he's like, why didn't you include that in our list of assets? <laughs> yeah. That whole little
2: sequence is pretty good. But look, he wiggled oh, his man. finger a little bit. <laughs> you think a little head jiggles is to make me laugh mm.
0: <laughs> oh man i feel like the second half of the movie or the last third there's the laps are a little bit fewer and like a little bit further between but at the same time there's still like really great moments in there <laughs> mm-hmm. like you were mentioning billy crystal is uh miracle max yeah yeah that's what i said <laughs> he's a standout uh and the, the scene in the uh the pit of despair yeah in the uh the underground layer inside the tree stump or whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is for posterity so please be honest <laughs> i'm gonna start you out on the lowest level <laughs> yeah might uh, t- one t- day go as high as five but i don't quite know what it'll do to you Do <laughs> <laughs> was like creepy i feel like I but do, yeah the, I-, I feel like the best part for me is is in in that sequence with the other with the with the three thieves or whatever but specifically the duel on the cliffs of insanity mm-hmm. <laughs> the yes. dialogue there is just so witty yeah <laughs> it's just like everything you say there is just it's just it's, i wish i could quote it all i just can't well i actually
2: it i actually watched i watched it for the first time with subtitles hmm. so i could read everything and a lot of what they're talking about is actually like like fencing yeah like positioning yeah so like i did i just i didn't really catch a lot of the dialogue when you're just like listening to it because he's like he's got all the accents and stuff and Mm -hmm. so they're like talking about like all this weird fencing stuff but then like bantering back and forth about being left-handed or whatever like
0: it that was it was really good i had forgotten about how like he tells vassini like while he's waiting for him to climb up he's like i'm gonna battle him (laughs) left-handed he's like don't you know we're on a hurry you know fine have it your it's like, way it's the only way i'll be satisfied <laughs>
3: oh that reminds me of a story um when my freshman year at florida college um we had a ping pong table in our dorm and instead of doing our schoolwork like we we're good little boys we would stay up till 2 a.m playing ping pong and me and my friend hayden um well i wasn't very good starting out and he had a ping pong table growing up and he was amazing And he asked me to play him. I was like, you're going to kill me. And he's like, don't worry, I'll go easy on you. And he plays me with his left hand without me even noticing. And then on the game point, it's like, let's see, like 20. It was like 20 to like seven. (laughs) He was like, I have to tell you something. I'm not actually left handed.
1: I'm like, dang it.
3: (laughs) Did he beat you? He did beat me. Oh, And he caught up. That's crazy. <laughs> he caught up from 7 to 20, and he still beat me. I had game point for 13 points.
1: Mm.
3: And was, until then, i uh, that's when I vowed I was going to become a great ping pong
0: player that I am today. Then you spent the next 20 years vowing <laughs> <fouling> your revenge. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a lot of money in revenge, so I learned that from from Antoya. Uh,
1: mm. <laughs>
3: Inconceivable! You keep using that word. I do not think what it means what you think it is. Ugh.
2: Inconceivable.
3: <laughs> I was actually kind of getting annoyed how many times he said that. It was funny. <laughs> and I just remember it like a couple times. But like, man,
0: it's like every. It's hilarious. Like, at least <laughs> 30 times. <laughs> well, it's funny that they call him out in the movie. I mean, that's kind of the whole point. <laughs> <laughs> keep using that word. There's one thing before we get to the, the cliffs that I thought was really funny is, is uh, when she's in the water and like the eels are about to get her. And, like, it cuts away, and, like, the grandpa's like, she doesn't get eaten. You know, she doesn't die. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, what? He's like, you look concerned. I was trying to tell, you know. <laughs> so yeah. She's she's going to be okay. He's like, oh, oh, I, I wasn't worried. Well, you know, you'd like, be clenching them sheets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see him just clenching. <laughs> he kind of relaxes. Or whatever. Them sheets. <laughs> um, but I love that, how he, like, he starts to pick it back up, but he loses his place. He's like, Grandpa, you already read that oh, part. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so he's just like. He's like, oh, you're right. He's like fast forwarding and trying to figure out where he's at. And it's showing all the scenes from the movie. (laughs) Yeah. I like, I always liked that This movie is one big dad joke. That's what it is. (laughs) Yeah. You could say that, Jeremy, what was one of your favorite scenes? Are you just going to go with that whole sequence there?
3: Well, I can't pick that now that y'all picked it. (laughs) So all you picked the ship scene and you picked the sword fight. Mm
0: -hmm. Is that, is that what you picked? I mean, it's a great scene.
2: I don't know if I picked it. I just yeah. kind of uh, uh, we'll acknowledged that yours was a good pick. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, specifically, the sword fight was great. Mm-hmm. Just, I think while they're climbing up was the best part. Like, while <laughs> Yeah. Like, cannon
2: fall. Yeah. And I'm they curious. had those three people. Like, <laughs>
3: before, <laughs> like, before the whole. Um, before they moved on and it was just like before the sword fight it was just them two and they're just talking for five minutes about how they're gonna duel <laughs> oh I know
2: I yeah. love that just,
3: just like just... throw the like telling them to throw the rope <laughs> yeah. no good Can't you... I've known too
1: many Spaniards <laughs> <laughs>
3: so where there's <is> a Spaniard
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't know other than that I, I really like the um when they crash the wedding with the on fire Andre the Giant <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs>
2: Uh, one of the ones I really liked, though, is the uh, the monologue when Wesley's on the bed and he goes through uh, to the pain, and he has the whole monologue of what the pain means. And Humperdinck keeps like trying to interject to try mm-hmm. to like get it over with. Mm-hmm. It's like wrong. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you keep your ears, and here's why. <laughs> For every shriek of every babe <laughs> will ring in your perfect ears <laughs> that was a really good monologue i really yeah. i've always really liked mm-hmm. that monologue for whatever reason and he's just stalling yeah yeah <laughs> bluffing bluffing I'm- i knew he was bluffing <laughs>
3: um actually i'm switching my favorite scene right. to the battle of the wits yeah. with rick
2: that <laughs> is a good scene
3: i from when i first saw it i didn't know which chalice was poison the entire time i would have i would have definitely like lost that and i just loved how like <laughs> it took him like 5 minutes to get to what is his name visini Cine. Yeah, it took him five minutes, and by the time he got to him, he's already sitting down with a full spread of picnic. <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: <laughs> <The> princess. <laughs> like,
0: Come, take I've never thought about that. Yeah. Like,
3: <laughs> he's already
2: he was like, man. Yeah. All yeah. the princess
3: say a word yeah i know he's,
2: he's supposed to be making his way to gilder to start the war and he's just like chilling
0: <laughs> <laughs> he found this perfect little rock to set up i know <laughs> these, these rocks for them to see you'd like to think that wouldn't you <laughs> stalling you've committed one of the classic blunders <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i switch glasses <laughs> At the end of like all the talk of how smart he is, he, he goes with the, for the classic. Like, oh, is there something over there? Yeah. <laughs> Switches him <them> out. that <laughs> rabbit over there? That was so perfect because he was playing along with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you didn't naturally assume that maybe one of them had naturally built up a resistance to iodine powder? I- Iocaine I- I- powder? <laughs> Iocaine. Okay. No, I did not. <laughs> but it's, that was
3: probably one of the best best death scenes of the 80s i'm gonna i'm gonna stand by that it was
2: definitely one of the funnier ones, yes, yes with the with the, the death mid laugh
3: <laughs> his face didn't even move oh man, loved it okay, and that's
1: like the, that's
0: the whole movie like that's, that's yep. about it it's basically it yeah <laughs> um, No, but after that, I do like the reveal when when they finally uh he finally reveals like he's wesley the farm boy <laughs> yeah down the hill and and then she's like what have i done and she just throws herself down. yeah
2: i thought the whole fire swamp thing was actually pretty funny though like when you actually yeah. like listen to a lot of the
0: dialogue yeah uh
2: it's actually pretty funny
0: yeah i i do like that that sequence too um yeah trying to avoid the, the fire spots or whatever and then the, yeah what, what does he say what are the three dangers of the of the fire swamp or whatever it's like the the the, the flame, spurt, flame spurt the, the quicksand lightning sand, and, and then the, the ROUSs ROUSs I don't think they exist <laughs> Rodents <laughs> of unusual size and the man in the the suit clearly <laughs> tackles him <laughs> Those things are so gross. I love so I do gross, love like
2: the angry. the blatant fakeness of it though cuz it sure. kind of like keeps it to the not even to sure the me. you know he's reading a story to a 8 year old or whatever. It's very campy. Yeah. And so I I liked that though. I still loved it. I mean, watching it today, I still loved it.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I feel like if they were to do a remake, it would look good as like an animated feature.
2: Mm-hmm. I just don't know if I could handle but it. No, it had,
3: I'm not I'm not saying make a remake. I'm just
0: saying it would look good. As an animated feature, don't make a remake, Disney. <laughs> uh, I was reading on Wikipedia, and so one of the producers of this movie had said that he mentioned something about there were some talks of very important people in Hollywood wanting to remake this movie or something like that, and uh, no, and then it included do like responses from some of the cast at, in the Wikipedia article of what their response to it was. And uh, Carrie, I don't know how to say his name, Carrie Elwes, or something. The guy that plays Elwiz? Wesley. He uh, he, like tweeted about it or something. Like, there's a shortage of perfect movies in this world. It'd be a shame if you were to damage one of them. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> perfect.
0: So I think I think That's a lot point. of the fans are definitely against. Like, no, don't. Re- yeah, you can't really, remake you the know, cult classics. I like, mean, you can't. Can't do it. I, as far as the rodents, like looking fake, like I'll take the practical bad effects over like the CG like any day.
2: <laughs> yeah, this compared to like what was it? Two thousand four, Hulk, was it two thousand four or
0: two thousand one? Uh, in between there. Was it in between think, somewhere, yeah. There? somewhere? Yeah, in between. That there. was just an abysmal first shot. For, it was. Uh, it was after Spider Man one, which was O two, so it was probably O three. Well, I or, remember or the same year. I remember a lot of people getting
2: really mad about the way that they portrayed the Green Goblin because of like how they just didn't know how they were going to do all the special effects yeah, for Green yeah. Goblin. Uh, because even the special effects for Spider Man and, and a couple of scenes are still pretty terrible. Yeah, yeah. Like when you rewatch them, they don't rewatch well. <laughs> uh, Tobey Maguire still the best. Still the best <laughs> Spider Man. Yes.
3: You remember when uh, he saved Mary Jane from the balcony in, at the parade, and he's flying with her? There's a there's a shot where it, she's just clinging on to a dummy of Spider Man. Oh, it's like <laughs> I think I've seen that it's he's like a still mannequin <laughs> man you can't unsee it she's
2: just on wires right, and she's just holding on to it, yeah, that's funny <laughs> if they're gonna go that far. Why not just have old Toby in there? yeah, <laughs> yeah, I definitely like some of the more practical uh approaches to filmmaking in the seventies and eighties, sure,
0: and it's just more interesting the actual behind the scenes of how they make it and all that, just the like the arts and you know all the art department and crafting the sets I mean, and stuff like that and, and, like even the sets the the sets in this movie look so fake but i i just enjoy it looks like i just enjoyed watching it. it looks like one big play yeah yeah especially on the the cliffs the cliffs of insanity there i know all you really needed was a laugh track and it would have felt like a sitcom I, uh, <laughs> fun fact i did go to the cliffs of, of insanity in real life oh yeah and uh it did not look like that <laughs> there's there's an exterior shot it's actually the cliffs of moore in Ireland. And there's like a few establishing shots in the movie, but obviously like, you know, the stuff on top is, not it doesn't look like that. Mm. (laughs) There's no ruins, but I was pretty excited to go there on a, on a trip one time after they get out of the forest. That's when, uh, they catch up with Prince Humperdinck, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, uh, and buttercup, but that's where they catch up with Prince Humperdinck. And she, she says, if you promise not to hurt him, uh, you know, I'll go back with you or whatever.
2: Uh, right when they get out of the uh, fire swamp is where you first see the six fingered man. Then he gets tortured. right? Yeah, and then oh, yeah, yeah, Count Tyrone Rugen. <laughs> Nobody even knows his real name. No. <laughs> he only mentions his name, I think, one time. But he, he only calls him Count Tyrone. Oh. I had to I had to Google his last name, but um, and so that's when you that's when you get the name to the face of the the slaughterer of Inigo Montoya's dad. Yeah. I forgot about that.
3: Yeah. Everybody, everybody in this movie has their own little accent or list. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Not one normal talking person. <laughs> Even like Wesley is like too proper.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you, do you ever, ever feel like he's just playing the same character in Robin Hood, men and tights? Yeah. Well, I mean, very it, similar. <laughs> And in Psyche. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and Psych. Maybe he just plays the same characters. Didn't he have, didn't he have a uh a cameo in I, Chuck? Wasn't yeah, he a villain yeah, in Chuck he was a villain for a little Chuck,
0: while? Yeah. Dude, I forgot about I Dude, forgot It Psych Dude. and Chuck were good good shows to like pull back the classic like 80s star like cameos and references mm-hmm. and stuff. So So listener, if
3: you didn't notice, um we're still in the middle of a pandemic. Oh. And there's this thing called coronavirus oh. that's spread across the nation. And watching this movie, I realized there's a couple quotes that. Oh, I was going to. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it's kind of freaky. Um, One of them was, uh, never trust a man in a mask. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Why why does that sound like Snape? I know.
1: Mr. Potter.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He was like asking him, why do you wear a mask? And he said, oh, I just think it's incredibly comfortable or something like that. And he said, I think everyone will be wearing them in the future. Oh,
0: yeah, man.
2: yeah. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, yeah.
0: Man. Eerie. I didn't, I didn't pick up on that. Eerie. Yeah. it's when he was dueling. Uh, dueling Is there- Inigo. So uh, Inigo, he goes back to, I guess, wherever he met up with Vicini and just gets drunk. He says, I'm going back to where we met. Yeah. <laughs> so he gets drunk again. He's <laughs> just waiting bedding. for him to show up. And Fezzik finds him or whatever. And they they figure out the whole thing that's going on with Humperdinck and the six-fingered man, right? And so he's like, oh, I got to get yeah. revenge. And the only person that can carry out my plan of revenge is the, the man in the mask or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the man in black. At least
3: I got my revenge.
0: <laughs> Have I told that story on here before? I don't think so. Oh, man. Go ahead, say and it We again. might as well because this is a story about revenge. <laughs> <laughs> a dumb story, but uh, I'm I back in fourth grade, that was the year that we could start playing soccer at school, and so it was my <laughs> first year, and we started playing, and I remember we played this one team, and there was this one kid that I like stole the ball from and like scored on one time, <laughs> and he he was just like, he was so mad, and he was just like, <laughs> he was like fuming, and he was like, I'm watching that you scored a goal fourth grade wow yeah I did man You <laughs> and uh yeah yeah humble brag there and uh and he was just like he kept saying like trash talking the whole time and he was just like I'm gonna get you back man for that man this is not man I'm gonna get my my revenge or whatever and like so it's like a 10 year old I was like okay and the fact is anytime he got the ball he was just terrible he just lost it as soon as he got it he'd like try and like fake people out it wasn't just me, like other people were just like stealing the ball from him and he just was not good. But I guess he was the best they had because he was playing the whole game and we finally get to the end. The ref blows the whistle. I think we won like three, one or something like that. And, but right before the whistle had blown, he had like stolen the ball and like tried to like push me over. I didn't fall over, but he like, <laughs> he'd stolen the ball or whatever. And then he blew the whistle and as we're walking back, he like walks up to me and is just like, "At least I got my revenge." <laughs> got my revenge. I was like, "Oh man, okay."
3: <laughs> that's an inside quote between us. So I say that. Yeah, that's not even from a movie. Yeah. So
0: it's an, that's rare. That's an inside joke, not an inside quote for that one. But you quoted. Quote, oh, yeah, yeah. What he said. That's a traditional inside quote though. <laughs> So they, they, they have to, that's where they go and meet Miracle Max. Cause they, they, wait, no, they, they break Wesley out of the pit of despair, but they find him dead. We find out he's actually only mostly dead and, uh, they take him over to, to Miracle Max. I don't know how they found out about this guy, but they know that's the guy to go to. <laughs> what, what can you pay me? 65? Never worked for so little. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then he, he's like, he's like, the last time I worked for that little, it was for a true, it was for a good cause or something. And he, he starts to give him some sob story. <laughs> yeah. His wife's a
2: cripple. Cripple. <laughs> Kids are on the brink of starvation.
0: <laughs> he's like, you're bluffing. <laughs> you're a liar or something. I don't know. Ah, your first story was better. <laughs> and then he tells him a story of revenge and I guess agrees to work for, work for him. Or he tells him about the, the true love story. Maybe that's it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Over
0: to <laughs> blave and as we all know to blave is the bluff oh <laughs> <laughs> i'd like to help you but he didn't say true love he said you know <laughs> <laughs> liar liar <laughs> hey
3: whenever i think of true love it makes me want to just sink my teeth into a nice fresh mlt
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> that's the So lean, yeah. so perky. I love that. <laughs> uh, mutton, lettuce, tomato. <laughs> I never understood you what get, that meant. Lean <laughs>
3: uh, <the laughs> mutton is nice and lean, and the tomatoes are
1: ripe.
0: Yeah, <laughs> 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 so perky. <pretty laughs> I think we, one thing we skipped over is when uh, uh, Buttercup has that nightmare where she thinks she's going to marry Humperdinck, and then that old lady is just like calling her out. She's like, boo! (laughs) Boo! Shame on you. (laughs) You you had true love and you walked away.
3: Yeah, that's, that's one. Hey, John, go on IMDb and look up the casting, what she's cast as. All
0: right. (laughs) (laughs) I might have it. So funny.
3: Marjorie Mason is the actress Uh Uh, she's not in a lot of things but uh, she is cast as
0: the ancient booer (laughs) (laughs) the ancient booer that's great the credits are always so funny for some people because they just like you know they just had like one or two lines and they come up with some random like party goer number three (laughs) <laughs> but, but sometimes they're more creative. <laughs> yeah, the impressive clergymen. Uh, you may have rec- recognized me as the ancient booer in <laughs> Princess Bride. That's yes. probably what you recognize me from. But yeah, there's. Yeah, that's where I
2: learned all the uh, euphemisms for uh, for uh, muck, slime, putrescence. <laughs> <laughs> so many, so many, so many euphemisms. This movie
3: actually. Is it one of those rare classics where both on Rotten Tomatoes the audience and the uh Oh it's really high critics actually agree. Yeah. It's like ninety seven and ninety four. Yeah, wow. it's really high. The audience has a ninety-four.
0: That's good. It's so it's good. Crazy. It's
2: it's uh it doesn't do too much. I, was not, but... I,
3: was, I knew it was good, but
2: I thought I was biased, but I did not think it was gonna be a ninety seven. That's Yeah. Well Johnny That's will great. know one of my one of my pet peeves in movies is that they always go too far and they always try to make it too big and, and too flashy, mm-hmm. which was why mm-hmm. I think uh I'm actually looking at the spine of the DVD now. Pirates of the Caribbean, oh. Dead Man's <laughs> Chest is one of the worst movies ever. I hate that movie so much. Thank
1: you. Thank <laughs> I you. hate
2: it so much. <laughs> is the worst it is two hours of literally nothing but stage fill. But it the, is nothing. But the third one oh. is even longer and bloated. Like
3: No, the third Actually, good there's some character development in that
2: All like right. i don't need to see jack sparrow running around being chased by indians for an hour I, mean, I
0: don't need either i don't need either of them to last three hours i don't you know the first one was so good because it yeah. wasn't
2: overdone it yeah. was a simple story and they didn't like they didn't do too much i actually just re-watched that one too like aside from the little like uh deal where uh uh elizabeth swan is like Getting kicked around the the boat for a little while, oh, that was yeah. kind of dumb. But other yeah. than that, like mm-hmm. it was like from start to finish, it was one of Disney's yeah. better live action films. Yeah.
0: I think a lot of movies oh, yeah. that have an extended runtime, so, and some of them I'm okay with. I mean, me and you would love to sit down and watch a extended Lord of the Rings cut, oh, you know, all day, four we're, and, we're, and a half hours. Give but it to me. There's some movies that are just too <laughs> hard. <laughs> this was, this was, I mean, I'm pretty sure this is just like a 90 minute movie, maybe like,
2: yeah. maybe a hundred minute, like an hour 40. I was about to say, if they were going to try mean, to nitpick, you could probably slim,
0: maybe, maybe 10 minutes off. I mean, if that, but yeah. it still flows really well. That That's some of the nice thing about some of like, some of the kids movies we're reviewing is like, it's pretty easy to (laughs) rewatch. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, Oh, hour and a half done. You know, that's nice. And then (laughs) you have to commit to like two and a half hours or it it just seems like they like try to do the wrong thing
2: because, um, like Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire should have been two movies in Mm -hmm. my humble opinion. Yeah. And I think order of the Phoenix should have been two movies. Yeah.
0: My biggest pet peeve with order of the Phoenix is it's the longest book and it's the shortest movie. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, what? I mean, they cut out so much. So much of that Goblet movie. Of Fire,
3: Goblet of Fire was a very entertaining movie. It's probably the most entertaining one. But
2: if you read the books, you just feel like you're betrayed. <laughs> well, yeah, because they cut out like a third of the book.
0: <laughs> it's gone. This is yeah. not even there. It's, and they changed some things on that one, too, I think. Yeah. I think. Yeah. The whole like plot to
3: like, they don't figure out how, they don't explain how Fred and George got their money
0: for the joke shop.
2: They don't explain They're a all. lot. There's a lot <laughs> that gets no.
0: that gets, uh, yeah, deleted. It is what it is. I I enjoy it, but you know, I'm sure they'll. I rage Goblin Fire. I'm sure they will remake it at some point, and I'll complain about it and be like, "Oh, the original's perfect. Why'd you do that?"
2: Yeah. Well, I would love for like Amazon or Netflix to just uh steal about 15 years from some children and just do <laughs> just do a, a beast of a mini not not a mini series but like i want 13 seasons of Harry
0: Potter that's yep. what I want <laughs> so, give it to me please so you want uh Amazon to, yeah. to collect some children and to tell them like I've just sucked 15 years of the life <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> hey we're gonna bring it way back, bring it to back. The movie. we're gonna <laughs>
2: wrangle us back in
0: hey. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: and this is for posterity's sake. Mm, interesting. interesting. <laughs> so then they they uh, Fezic and uh, Nigo they rescue Wesley from the pit of despair. They hatch the plan to break in, and uh, he's gonna get his revenge on the six fingered man. He's gonna stop uh, Buttercup marrying Humperdinck and I do like the line where he's where he's like he's like oh okay fine I'll try and reach out to Wesley but if we don't find him please consider me as an alternative to suicide." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just like I want someone I'm sure there's some couple out there that's like obsessed with this movie that has like used that in their like marriage yeah. proposal <laughs> if you'd have uh, me consider me as an alternative to suicide <laughs> will you marry me <laughs> yeah that's a good one <laughs> i love uh another one
2: was when uh, he's like running down the hall after after the six-fingered man and the six-fingered man slams the door and locks it mm-hmm. and Inigo is like throwing himself into the door like screaming <laughs> <laughs> he's like physic physic and then he finally just like slams it open and like just like here you go (laughs) here you go so (laughs) nonchalant he's like (laughs) (laughs) and he like runs (laughs) so ridiculous and uh i also noticed that um when uh 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 starts uh to like wound the count uh the six-fingered man Mm -hmm. he like wounds him exactly the same way that he got wounded by the count Mm, so he like stabs him in both arms and he's like you know he got stabbed in the gut mm-hmm. he got both of both of his cheeks cut and then he yeah. ends up doing like the exact same thing to the six-fingered man yeah except somehow Anego like lives and
0: the 6 fingered <laughs> man doesn't he doesn't <laughs> <laughs> somehow that that that's a plot twist <laughs> I was paying attention to that. I, I forgot about that. And It's like he pokes him and then it cuts and then there's then it cuts back and suddenly there's a bunch of blood in those spots you know? <laughs> yeah. and then he'll poke him again and it cuts away and then it shows back. And I was like, I was checking for like continuity errors. But yeah, it seemed it seemed legit. <laughs> there's just so much <laughs> like so much
1: blood.
3: <laughs> this could be the movie that could actually get away without with continuity
0: errors. <laughs> I feel like the best if they yeah. added that just for comedic effect. They could do it in a way that like you know, yeah, exactly. As a joke, like, like in, uh, Robin Hood men yeah. tights when he had the mole around his face yeah. keeps <laughs> moving the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. So that brings it back. And that's that brings it to the scene that you were talking about with that monologue that you really like. And mm-hmm. they just kind of lay Wesley down there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh eventually. I guess they do fight, right? i uh, now I'm kind of forgetting now that No, is... no, he just he just uh has his he little monologue
2: him. and he like is able to get up and he lifts his sword mm-hmm. and he says, Drop your sword and then he like Humperdee, like Tricks drops him. it he and just... then like grabs his sleeves and yeah. like like prances over and sits down. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh Buttercup ties him up and then I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I, I knew he was bluffing. And then uh Fezzik finds the four white horses and then mm-hmm. I, I never caught this before but watching it with the with the uh subtitles on they're like oh fezzik you finally did something right because like the whole movie he was like wasn't doing anything right like mm-hmm. it, nothing was ever good enough he kept failing mm-hmm. at something or whatever every anything fezzik does is okay with me <laughs>
3: he did everything right <laughs> in my mind
0: moe is not very sportsman like yeah. moe is not very <laughs> sportsman like
2: and hit him with the rock
0: I did that on purpose. I didn't have to miss. Could kill you now. I don't think I've ever understood that line until I watched it with subtitles. Yeah, he's he's kind of a harder one to to hear.
3: Imagine throwing a rock so hard it just turns right into powder. (laughs) Imagine being that guy. That was a real rock. (laughs) Had to have been. It wasn't chalk. Didn't turn from, like, a brown rock to straight white dust. (laughs)
2: Like, dang Hulk. Maybe that's that's where they get Iocane powder. (laughs) Yeah, crushed rocks. (laughs) Odeless, tasteless. Dissolves instantly in liquid. (laughs) uh, So then he's, like, explaining how he finds these horses. He's like, Hello, lady.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So good. Well, it's a fairy tale. It's a happy ending, as you'd expect in the end there. Uh, I don't know if there's anything at the end that you wanted to to bring up. I can't really remember now other than just Well, a... except when uh old old Savage is like
2: uh you know, he he cuts it off early, right? He starts mm-hmm. to close the book and then he's like, "Oh, you can
0: oh. you can finish." Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You can finish the kissing
2: <laughs> scene. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Not old you might not mind so much when you're older. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, one afternoon and it got him.
2: Yeah. Now he wants old Buttercup. <laughs> <laughs>
0: before we Before we started recording, we were talking about the soundtrack of this movie a little bit, and I was saying that I didn't think it was very me- yeah, John, memorable I
1: we were get to that. huh?
0: I thought you were stalling for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> i I didn't think it was all that memorable. I think it works to like keep the story going and with the dialogue. It's just kind of like background music, which is fine. I mean, as far as in the movie, it's fine. I just don't know if it's something I would listen to like by itself but I haven't tried it before. So maybe I'll I'll give it a listen, but I did look it up and it was the person that did the score is the, uh, his name's Mark Knopfler or something like that. And he's like the front man for like dire straits. Really? Yeah. And he's done a few movie scores, but not that many. I feel like this was the most memorable movie he had, he had done some score for. So I thought that was interesting. (laughs) That is interesting. Uh, I was just listening today but i don't know that when i watched it today there was a
2: couple of moments like i actually noticed mm-hmm. the music and it just seemed to kind of have this over dramatic sound mm-hmm. that just kind of played right into the the uh overproduced like everything of the movie mm-hmm. so it kind of like fits the quirkiness of the movie that sure, it's like yeah. overproduced
0: mm-hmm. and a little bit too uh too dramatic i guess yeah I, I mean, the thing that stands out to me the most is just that whole sequence where Wesley's chasing them up the rocks. And, you know, and it's just that it just keeps repeating that like riff over and over again, mm-hmm. that like motif. Yeah, that's I just remember that music in that those scenes particularly. Well, it's like that
2: corny. It's like that corny suspense building. Suspenseful
0: like, synthesizer sound. Or whatever. Yeah,
2: it almost <laughs> sounded like he was like making fun of like how the 80s like tries to like draw out suspense and it's just like really overdone and just yeah. really ridiculous yeah. <laughs> so i almost want to think that it, all of that was intentional
3: it was like the same like four measures of the synth <laughs> <laughs> it just repeats yeah <laughs>
0: do we have any other last minute quotes we want to discuss i mean the big one that i feel like we didn't say was uh and we like hinted at it but it was just like Never go in with a Sicilian with deaths on the line. (laughs) I started to say it with like, you committed one of the classic blunders. Never start a (laughs) land war in Asia. (laughs) And and never go in against a Sicilian with deaths on the line.
3: (laughs) Is somehow the most annoying character and the funniest
0: character in this movie. Yeah, he's the best. I mean if anyone's listening and has not seen this movie, at least check out the first like <laughs> 45 minutes of this movie. Cause it's just, you're incredible. trying
3: to <laughs> kidnap what I've rightfully
1: stolen.
2: <laughs> actually. Uh, I actually just sent a meme to uh, my older brother using that, that meme template. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to take what I've rightfully <laughs> stolen.
1: <laughs> you're ready then. Whether I am or not, you've been more than fair. You seem a decent fellow. I hate to kill you. You seem a decent fellow. I hate to die.
3: Thanks, Paul, for coming on the show.
2: <laughs> yeah, man, anytime. It was a blast.
0: <laughs> um, do you have anything to plug? Where can people <laughs> find you? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a ghost. He's I'm off ghost. the grid. I'm a
2: ghost. I'm off the grid. Um, so if you guys want to follow us on Instagram,
3: you can do that at inside quotes Cast. And we've been posting, oh, just weekly posts about what we're doing. And I like to take time during my week and design a little poster for it. This is at work, right? This is, um, this is not at work. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> I'm not ever bored at work. What are you talking about? <laughs> and I'm definitely talked out. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but yeah, go ahead and follow us on there. And uh, if you want to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening on. That would be greatly appreciated. Um, Our artwork was done by Bryce Bridgman at Cap and Cool Guy on Instagram. Go ahead and check him out. Give him a follow. He's very talented. Uh, Other than that, I think that's it. So,
0: Jonathan, next week, you got a hint for us? You're choosing. It's your turn. I do. I've picked a movie for us to to cover next week, and we'll see if you guys know what this hit movie is by The Hint. It's a movie about a frog on a road trip with his friends – while he's being chased by Colonel Sanders. Huh? Does that, does that make sense? Probably not. Well, let's just move this right along. Moving right along.
2: <laughs> oh, I think I know what I think I know what you're at where you're at on uh. that.
0: <laughs> ah. fuck <font> shoes. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. Well. Well, that wraps everything up for this episode. Thanks again to Paul for joining us. Thanks to my brother for doing this podcast for me. For me, with me. Oh, my. I'll, I'll, I'll do it for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm
2: just, just take it off.
0: So, until then, good night, Paul. Good work. Sleep well. I'll most likely kill you in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. See ya.
3: I figured out a good way to do to break up our segments.
1: You ready?
0: Okay. Or the Bill Murray.
1: At the end of Space Jam. (laughs) Inconceivable.